Hello, beautiful people. I'm not going to hold y'all long. This episode you're about to hear, I promise. I was a part of an event um, back in July called Artist Talk 3. I host co-hosted it with my friend Naheen. And it was a beautiful event platform where artists that represented the LGBTQ community um, presented their art whether they were singers, um, rappers, artists, painters, fashion designers, um, how their brand, their art, their music, or whatever they they create um, ties into mental health. And because we were on a time, you know, schedule, you know how that goes when you're doing and hosting an event, a lot of people had to get cut off. Um, and they have really amazing stories of how they were inspired, how their mental health journey inspired them to be the best version of themselves. So with that being said, I said to, I said to the crowd and everybody that participated, I wanted everyone who was a part of Artist Talk to have the platform to talk about their brand and their, their journey, how inspired and just the, the spotlight on them. So, with that being said, this first rollout of the aftermath of Artist Talk 3 is with Griffin Wilson. Um, Griffin Wilson, he's here, uh, a creative, a designer, stylist based in Pittsburgh, and he owns the brand Unstable. And the next voice, in addition to mine, you will hear is Griffin Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ryan Out Loud. I am, I've, this has been a, a couple months in the making and with timing is everything, right? It is and is. So I host real briefly before, well, you know what? How about I just introduce, I have the amazing and talented creative Griffin. Welcome Griffin. Thank I'll you. I have an audio track. I need to get an audio track. Ooh, I need to work on that. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I cannot complain. Things, you know, summer's winding down. It's time to shift the focus, right? You know, like shift that yeah. that focus. I know you know all about that because you are constantly busy. Um, so this is kind of like me following up. We, you were part of Artist Talk back in mm-hmm. July that I hosted, and I promised everyone that was on the panel of Artist Talk 3, um, their own episode of Ryan Out Loud uh, mm-hmm. to talk about whatever they, you know, because there was a different, there was artists, there were DJs, yeah, there were, yeah. but you all have a story. And I wanted to start with you because, you know, just from the pre, you know, pre- you know, just the conversation, the icebreaker conversation we had at the beginning of the summer and then listening to you talk on stage, which they made me the bad guy. They were like, we got to cut it short. And I'm like, I, I you know, I, we were on a time thing, you know, so that's when I kind of made up my mind. I was like, you know what? Everybody's just going to have an episode where they can just talk and just yeah. talk about their inspiration, talk about what started their, their creative, their passion. And so here we are, like I said, so. Just give us a title because I, I was thinking of. I'm like, so would you like the title? What is you? What do you? Your brand unstable, right? 
Mm-hmm. You are a clothing designer. What is your title? What do you like to, what do you prefer to be called? Um, so I label the brand as, that's what it is, Unstable the brand. Yes. I myself, I am a designer, but I do a lot of things other than like designing. So I also label myself as like creative too. So okay. um, yeah, just Griffin, I'm Griffin the creative. Period. <laughs> Griffin, the I like creative. that. That's I like that. Griffin, the creative. That's I want to get it right. So I'm like, okay, let me just ask. So let's let's go back to the very beginning when you were younger. Right. What sparked what kind of excuse me, because I'm looking at my notes and my handwriting is sloppy. Um, So like go back to the very beginning. What was that moment? What was that moment when you knew you wanted to do something with fashion? Okay, so. It's crazy. Me and my sister, we were just talking about this yesterday. So our parents, um, I have a parent. So my dad, he is like, he's a street guy. Like he's, you know, a hood dude. So that was like my streetwear person. And my mom, she's from West Virginia, like a really small town. Mm-hmm. And she's like a punker. So she wears like ripped jeans, studs, stuff like that. My dad's like real sporty, real hip hop inspired, real urban. Yeah. So they've always had strong aesthetics. And they've always let us know, like, you're going to look good. <laughs> you're going to look good. So I honestly, like, ever since we, ever since I can remember, I could just remember, like, back to school. Um, this was the time where we got to, like, play with our fashion and stuff, like, what route we wanted to go. I would always bounce back and forth. And um, so my parents, they definitely introduced me to fashion and to styling and all that. So, um the moment I wanted to create clothes, I would say that was like middle school. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was okay. middle school. So jumping from, so going to middle school, middle school, you were like, okay, this is something I wanted to do. So when was that, what was that first, like, cause you stitch, right? Obviously like you do everything yourself. Yeah. So I, okay. I make all this by myself. Yeah. Okay. But, so, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No. So, what was that like when you got your first sewing machine? Like what, or like how just, you just knew, right? Or like, just give me some kind of feedback. Just give me. So I'm going to drop some tea. I cannot use a sewing machine for anything. Okay. So I can hand sew. Oh, I, can mm-hmm. I can't do but none of that. I, it's hard. It's really hard. I give y'all all you, any other <laughs> designer, anything. Like all the, the 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 standing, like all of that, like I can't the stand a standing ovation because it's like I did pillows <laughs> in home ec, and that was like, you know, that's a lot of <laughs> you know I had a lot of hand issues as, as a teenager. I'm like, what is happening? So more power to to you creatives, you mm-hmm. designers. So <laughs> so middle school, that's when you decide. So like, were there little like you have your group of friends, right? Did you used to like style them? Like how did, you know, like, you know, everybody got the, has that moment where they're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like a fashion show. Like, how did you? So I was like, I was my own muse first before I any, like, I, before I started working with anybody else, okay. I was my own muse. So I, what I would do was my mom would drop me off at the mall with my cousins and um, I'll have $20. She'll give me $20 and I would take that $20 to go to Hot Topic. I buy me a screen print tee. Okay. And literally based my whole outfit off of that. So like beginning with that, like I started, 
I started um, distressing denim on my own. My mom taught me like a real young age how to do it. I think I was in middle school when she taught me. Okay. So she had to like distress my own denim. Um, I wanted like a busted knee. I wanted like real grunge. I was going for the grunge look. So she helped me start with that. Um, I would always cut shirts. I would always just like make alterations to stuff that I already bought. Okay. That's kind of how it started. Okay. So move to going to how old are you, Griffin? If you don't mind me asking. 24. Okay. So how, I always like to ask how before, how many, what other names did you have before Unstable? Actually, I didn't have any. This was No, it was just you knew. It was just going to be called Unstable. It stuck. Um, I came up with the name in like 2019. And then fast forward to 2020, it just stuck. Like I just felt connected to it. So I was like, yeah, we're going to run with this. So this is like, so you're 24. Okay. So you really just, this is like three, going on three years into Unstable. Yeah. It's been, yep, 2019, yep, three years. Wow, because you think I, I always call it that COVID block because it's like I remember 2019, my birthday, October 2019, and yeah. then it's like a blur, and I'm like, what happened? Yes, I had to think about it because you said three years. I was like, damn, it's been three years well, already. And as I said it, because I'm quick to second guess myself, and I'm like, I said it. I'm like, has it been three years? Like, yeah, are we getting ready to go to year four? I don't don't even get me math is not i hate math so i'm not even gonna start (laughs) (laughs) i'm not even gonna start so we had talked about it you know you were really into the story of unstable and how it is you know it came to life and you know you were inspired start us start from the very beginning you have this platform of ryan out loud and before i go go into that what mall because we're in pittsburgh around a lot of listeners if you don't know me and griffin are in in the same state mm-hmm. city um what was your mall what was what the mall did you go to ross it was always ross okay ross ross Park. Park. okay mm-hmm. i always ask because i'm like i was on my end growing up it was always century three and like century three is it started century three okay okay century three yeah. like non-existent and that was like my literally my favorite mall to shop no. at and now yeah. I'm disappointed when I go like the Moroville or um, even the Robinson. Sometimes I think I only hit Robinson when I need. I know I need. To, I can go to H and M and and Forever Twenty One because I think that's the only mall in our areas that have both. I definitely know Moroville has Forever Twenty One. I don't know who else does though. Yeah, but that's the only one that hit both, and I can you know that has both, and I can just go right across the little you know walkway. But anyways, that's I can go off side off track any all the time. So. You unstable the origin story. The floor is yours, Griffin. Yeah. So, um, for who's for those who don't know, unstable is basically we are flipping the negative narrative behind being unstable or feeling unstable. We're basically trying to normalize it and showing the girls that it may start negative, but you could flip it and turn it into a positive. So, my story is basically um, January twenty nineteen. Um, I, so from childhood to now still, um, but January, 2019, that was like my peak because I was carrying all the, I was carrying all the childhood trauma Mm -hmm. and then the early 20 trauma too. So it was just a lot. So January, 2019, I contemplated, you know, take my own life. And Mm -hmm. um, 
I um, it was it was hard. It was heavy, real heavy. I even like when I start talking about it, it's just hard. That's why you know I want to not to cut you off, but I want you to know this is a safe space. You don't have to go into detail. I will say that um, thank you for sharing that because you didn't have to, but also know that I'm glad that you are here. There are a lot of people I know that know you that are glad you are still here and to showcase your your journey because I know it's not easy. Trust me, I've been there. I know that mental health, I know how that can get good day maybe a good hour maybe a good you know moment whatever i know how that can go so just notice it's a safe space so take your time okay thank you, thank you so much um that really helped that really helped me like kind of so thank you for that i almost told you get a glass of wine if you wanted to sometimes i do that but i'll drink water <laughs> i call it, i call it cool night so. yeah i got my water too i was like let okay. me not drink water today because <laughs> i would have but but, like, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, so January 2019, I contemplated taking my own life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of stuff, I was being pulled in different directions. There was things telling me to do it, and then there was things that weren't. Um, I'm going to focus on what wasn't. So what was telling me to pull away from those thoughts was basically um, my family, that was one. Mm -hmm. And um, I just felt like me leaving everybody would just mess everybody up. Just Are you the oldest? I'm the middle child. Okay. Yeah, I'm the middle child. So I have an older sister and a little brother. Okay. And yeah, that would have been, it would have been hard for everybody, especially my mom. So um, I had to think about that. Two, um, I felt like I didn't do anything. Like I barely, I was 20. Yeah. I would, that's my early, like, that's early 20s. You didn't even do anything yet, so. No, yeah, it's just beginning, to be honest. It's just beginning. So, like, do I really want to end it while it's beginning? So, um, in that moment, I was like, there's so much you want to do. There's so much you want to do in life. And one of those was have my own brand. Um, at this point, I was working full-time, so I didn't really have the room to plan a brand mm -hmm. and, you know, sit down and be a creative director and just structure everything. I didn't have that time because I was working at Nordstrom. It was very like a hands-on job. It was a very hands-on job. The North yeah. in, the, in Ross Park. Yeah. And in the mall hours, they really like, you know, like you don't have that flexibility to be like, I can work Monday through Thursday or Friday and have the weekends off to take time to your, right. your personal, your creative passions and stuff like that. So that's, I, I can understand. I understand that part. Yeah, retail's hard. Retail, I feel like it was starting to become my whole life. So mm -hmm. I needed that moment to kind of like see that I wasn't happy where I'm at. Yeah. So um, instead of taking my life that day, I decided to change my life, flip it mm -hmm. around. It's, mm -hmm. I think I said I think I said this at um, Artist Talk, but I feel like death can be. It's not always like physical. Like it's like. Like when you think of death, it's not like somebody dying. It can be like a rebirth. And yes, I think in that moment, that was the old me dying. The old me that was carrying all the trauma from my childhood, my early 20s. Um, it was that version of me dying. And mm -hmm. it was the new one coming. So um, 
Yeah, I decided not to, obviously. Well, I, I'm glad, first of all, let me just say I'm glad. And I, I usually I like to do in-person interviews, but I know you're busy and I know I've been trying to get things together because I would just give you a big ass hug right now because <laughs> that, you know, virtual hug, virtual hug, virtual distance. Yeah, when I see you, we'll give each other a hug. It's yes, always love. Yeah, so. it's always love. Yes. Yeah. That is, that's for you to, because, okay, I get, and let me, I don't mean to interrupt you again, but yes, your family, your friends, but most importantly, more importantly, yourself. Mm-hmm. And you had that moment where you were just like, this is not what I, you have so much more to do so on this more. earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Yes. Thank know you. that. I mean that. I mean that with everything. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, like, I really believe, like, me going through that moment and me actually making it because I know of, like, I know people who haven't, like, they've been in that moment, but they didn't make it out. Mm. So I feel like me Man. being in the moment, that's like, it's hard for me to talk about the situation, but I feel like I need to. Because you don't know who's listening, who exactly. you can be you inspiring, helping somebody else. That's I, I. That's why I told you I I don't force it, force for you to talk about the hard shit, that hard part. Um, yeah. Just know that it you could somebody could be listening that you are helping, and I, I again thank you for feeling comfortable talking about this on Ryan Out Loud. So again, continue your story. Okay. Um, oh yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. So right after that situation, I got right into therapy. I said, mm. I'm not going to live like this. We're not going to live with this depression. We're not going to live in this dark hole. We're going to get out of this the best way we can. And mm-hmm. luckily now, like we're, we're able to use these resources. So mm. I literally, I went to my doctor's office. I was like, I'm very depressed. And I was very transparent with them. Um, I've always been told to not be transparent with them because they, um, because if you mention like suicide, they'll kind of like put you, they'll like 302 you or something. Yes. Yeah, but I was like, I'm gonna take the risk. I'm just gonna be open. And I told them they didn't want to 302 me or anything. They just, we're gonna get you into therapy. Simple as that. Yeah, so um, I immediately started therapy, I think the week after. Okay. Um, it was only like 30 minute sessions. Now I do hours, but it was only 30 minute sessions. So it was really quick and they were free too. So that, so I believe that I'm, I'm actually in the process of looking for a new therapist and I'm like, you know, you think of insurance and what's, what is it going to cover and just all of that stuff. I'm sorry. People, I'm like, you put your phone on do not disturb and somehow people still get through to you. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, now I lost my train of thought. You're talking about therapy? Yes. Insurance, finding, you know, the resource. I believe therapy should be free. It, it absolutely has to be, should be free because there are so, and and especially, and it's always that stigma in black households to be quite honest. Like I, I come from, I have a very religious deaconess deacon heavily involved grandparents even myself growing up in the church and you know they've even said they love me i love them to death obviously but it's like they're you know they don't understand that old 
you know, the older generation don't quite understand the how therapy helps. They're like, well, what's so hard? Just pray about it. Air quotes. Pray about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's, you know, you got to. It's so much more than prayer. <laughs> so, much more. so much more than prayer. Like it's it's it is a constant battle. You know, like yeah. I always compare sometimes the mental I know how familiar you are with X Men. But um in the in Dark Phoenix, not Dark Phoenix, X Men Last Stand, Professor Professor Xavier talks about the barriers he had to put in Jean Grey's mind. That yeah. that almost is like real life because you know, you you're breaking down childhood trauma. You're going to your mid twenties or talking to you know, take it from you know, I'm old, so let me take it from my life, right? My mid twenties, and you know, then you got the barrier that metal door. You got to break going into your thirties, and I'm like, okay, that's when you like, you know, you know. So I, I tying that all up to say, I definitely believe. Therapy should be free, and we need. I don't know how to go about that or how that's necessary. That's why platforms like Artist Talk was is so important, and your stories, your story, and others are so important to tell. So, excuse me, I'm gonna shut up because I can go on about how therapy. No, you're good. I like therapy. having like this, like it's conversations. Like we're jumping back for. I really like that. That's so. you know, I like to. I never. That's why I thought about it because I was like, maybe I should send Griffin my questions. You know, like when I'm going to ask but i always like there's no agenda with ryan out loud there's never been an agenda i never have a flow you know people like i guess especially when i have guests sometimes i get on my episodes by myself i talk about my failed dating life like that's just you know like just it's just a venting session. it's a conversation more than an interview that's what i like to do call it is yeah. just having a conversation you know yeah people are going to listen and be inspired so mm. I like it. Fancy interview. I mean, a fancy conversation. I like that. I thank like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest. Cause this is, like I said, yeah. backtracking, it's been a work in progress. So here we are, yeah. but almost like when you had that moment, you know, like you, you talked about death. How did you word it? You said death, not being a physical, like a rebirth, right? Almost yeah. like a Phoenix, like Phoenix, you rise from the, you know, that you rise from the ashes and yeah here we are with unstable and what I liked about, and you can talk about this as well, you know, is this why artist talk was important for you to do when you, when they, when you were approached about it, it how, talk about that for me, please. Yes. So, um, I knew about artist talk, but I didn't know like in depth what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, actually a friend of mine, they actually sent it to me and they're like, girl, um, apply to this. And I think it was literally the day before, I think they the, I think I think it was the day before they like the they were accepting new people. Okay. Like there was a deadline. There was a deadline, and I I did it like June twenty fifth. I think it was like the twenty sixth or something. Oh like wow! That. Okay. Like literally that night. So um, I just told my story, and um, right away, like right when they were starting to like announce or like reach out to the people. Mm-hmm reached out to me and I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is like my, this is what we're about. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is what we're about. So. And how yeah. that you're, un how unstable ties in with mental health and therapy and you being an advocate. It's, it's, it was, it's perfect. And yeah, like yeah. I said, your story needs to be told. And again, side conversation, cause this happens a lot on Ryan Allow. 
we crossed paths at the too hot for what was it the too hot for July, and I didn't even you know like my brain I'm I'm horrible with faces sometimes and name no I'm good with faces because let me just be very clear you got up there on stage and tore it up okay <laughs> on that too hot for July y'all y'all like it I don't know do I have footage on my phone I would ha- I would love to find that and send that to you I would send it to you first before I would ever post. <laughs> But um, you got up there. I was like, and I was with. Shout out to Copeland. Shout out to Cope. Uh, we love Copeland. And he was like, "Oh, that's Griffin." You know, he was like, "We used to like." I guess you guys, did you guys dance together? That was so. What he was to us, basically, he was like, he was like our gay father. Honestly, uh. me and my other friend Brandy, he was there. Uh, we were all just really tight, like real tight. I love that. And I, when, you know, so then when you, I saw you guys, you know, then we saw each other and I was like, fast forward to, you know, the, uh, the, you know, God, I can't talk today. And I promise you, I'm not drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fast forward to when we did our, the icebreaker, cause we did ours over phone. Some people I did it over zoom and we didn't yeah. actually meet until, uh, the when we did the the mental break episode, I think. Yeah. So, okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then so now I looked. I was like, oh my god, that is the world. Well, Pittsburgh is very small, as we know. So you know, so it was just like a full circle moment for me. I'm like, oh my god. So knowing that you are this you're this, this this amazing designer, because I want that shirt. Are you going? So I, I you guys might not be able to see because we're I don't do video podcasts not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet. Let's just put that in the atmosphere. Not yet, but um, this is a shirt you're wearing is from your upcoming line, correct? Coming, yes, my psychedelic love part. Psychedelic. Two. That's what. I, okay, I was. I thought I said psychic something. Psychedelic. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys got to see. I want. I just. Can I get a? a, a before you you sell out, I need a link. <laughs> I want to buy. I have to buy. Are you going to do long sleeve? Um, I'm gonna do a hoodie. Oh, perfect. Yeah, That's all I'm good to know. Okay. It's a, it's, it's a good quality hoodie, too. I believe it. I, listen, I'll be, I, I be peeping. I know. I already know. <laughs> so, let's, so tying into, back into your story, uh, getting mm-hmm. into therapy, and, you know, you were, you felt like, and I believe, nine to fives, is, like I said, is so crippling to creatives. Like I know yeah. for myself, like I would love. I my goal is to be a full time, like not even just a podcaster, but um, I'm working on a book and I'm doing creative directing for some group music artists and stuff like that. To have you know, sometimes I'm like nine to five. I'm like you know, can I hit the lottery or something? Can I you know like I, you now you work for yourself now. You are. You do your own thing, correct? I'm not. So okay. I basically, what I do is I work with my family, so I work with them, but it's like I don't have like the pressure of like a nine to five. But yeah. I work seven to five. It's still long, but like my job isn't like that emotionally consuming. If that makes sense. No. Yes. So then now I'll rephrase my question: When you retail, when you realize, because I feel like sometimes like everybody thinks like I know so I've heard some fashion, you know inspired stories where they were like, oh, I worked in retail because I knew I wanted to be in fashion, but also that can, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That I feel like that can like, uh, 
stall your inspiration or like you know make yeah. you like not want to like okay maybe I don't want to do this. Yeah. So was it getting to that point you being in retail where you're like I because I want to do do my own do your own you know create you mm-hmm. know brand create your own brand I need to I need to put this aside. What was that? Yeah. Moment? How was that? Because it's it can be risky and I know I, a lot of entrepreneurs have this conflict with you know okay, leaving a full-time job. Cause then I know like I've had this conversation and I always have this conversation with my mom. I'm like, okay, mom, I really want to focus on my book and my podcast and da, 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 da. She's like, well, you got to think about it, you know, cause we're in COVID time and monkey pop, you know, all this, these, yeah. all this, this sickness. So, you know, come from my mom's side, she's like, well, look at it like this. Um, insurance, you know, how are you going to, cause the medical, it is, it is expensive, you know? So, Respond, answering that, how would you tell others to go about that journey? Because I know you like you you have a job, but you are still in full control over yeah. your creative, you know, your brand. So just I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> so um, when I was working in retail, um, that job specifically, like where I was at, you cannot have a clothing line at all. You cannot be a clothing line working in a retail store because it'd be a conflict. Nordstrom's, really? Like you have to like so almost like a like. You have to pick or choose. Wow. Yeah, and if they found you didn't start unstable yet, though. No, I didn't start. I didn't start unstable yet, but um, the plans were there. Like I had the motivation, but so on top of that, on top of not like me not being allowed to start one, um. The job itself, retail is draining. Draining. Retail is draining. And that type of retail, like it's you're working in store, but it's commission based. So you're you have a whole clientele. Okay. And not to my own horn, I was one of the top sellers in that store. But hold on, 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 hold on. One thing about Ryan Aloud is I don't like when people say when my guests say I don't want to toot my own horn because brag, talk your shit. Okay. <laughs> now that you gave me the right away, I'm a, okay. Fuck your shit, okay. So I was one of the top sellers in that store. Um, I had heard them top, top, top tier. <laughs> but I had um, consistent clientele, and with consistent clientele becomes a lot of work. So um, we had our departments that we worked in, but we were able to like cross around the whole store. So I was in the kids department, but I cross sold the designer, like men's shoes designer, women's, women's clothing. I learned the whole nine. Like fashion was just like, I already loved fashion before I got into that store. But once I got in the store and I was like around all the labels and the different textiles, stuff like that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm about to eat. So yeah. yeah. So that job was just so like you literally, you're texting customers while you're off the clock. And it's just a lot. Like they take a lot out of you. So um, it it was really easy to not be unhappy. And that's when I had to learn, like you can make money in other ways that don't drain you. Like working doesn't have to be draining. A job does not have to be draining. It shouldn't be. Like I know like working, I was working full time Monday through Friday. And on the weekends, like Thursday to Sunday, working part time mm-hmm. at Apple, and 
as much as I love technology and, you know, like, it's, you know, like, it's, there was no, like, I was unmotiv unmotivated to do anything with Ryan out loud. And it was just, it, it's exhausting. So you, you left Nordstrom, Nordstrom, I cannot talk today. And you just, that's how, after that, that's when Unstable was just like, it was official. You knew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I left when I leave Nordstrom. I left Nordstrom October 2019. I came back from a trip to Philly. And um, I don't know what it is about Philly, but just like seeing all the black excellence. It's, it's such a vibe. Seeing all the black excellence and coming back to this city, I'm like, hmm. this ain't it. This life that I'm living ain't it. So I came back um, dreaded working. I just felt like my energy shifted. And it was like, I don't want to be here. And I'm the type of person, like, I'm an Aries, so I can't, like, really fake the funk. Yeah. But if I, like, if, I, if I'm if i in something I'm not happy, it's going to show. Like, it's going to show. And I wasn't happy there. So I'm like, something happened. I was just like, you know what? This ain't it. You got to go. Lunch. Got my bag. And I walked out, got in the car. I didn't look back at all. You didn't even finish your shift? Not at all. They had me closing <laughs> now. They had me closing that night, and I hated closing. I was not gonna close, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Listen, I I did that one time. I went. To, I needed a part time gig, and I right where I was living at, there was a, a, a nursing home on the side, and they needed a front desk person. I was like, cool. No, they take me into the back where they do the uh, the, 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 the 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 dishes, and you know, old people and they messy, and it was just like. Y'all don't need to what? I thought you needed me for front desk. I was like, can I use the restroom? They were like, sure. Went to the restroom. And I went on out of that building. Got my $12 check, though. I was like, I'm not. Don't forget that $12.50 check, you know, for them. Two, that hour I was there of them basically just giving me a tour. So I feel that. Don't fuck that. Prioritize your 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 mental and your peace and yeah, you know, move forward. So that... Is it one of those things where you didn't think you just said fuck it? And that's what you got to do. It, it takes risk. It takes risk to be in this business. Yeah. Like, to really go for your dreams, you have to risk. And I took that risk of leaving Nordstrom. Um, it was not easy at all. Like, not easy. Um, literally, the month after I left Nordstrom, my grandfather like passes. Mm. He was like the only male figure in my life. And he was someone who he always wanted to make sure we had a job. He always wanted to make sure we had money coming in. Mm -hmm. So mind you, I didn't have a job at this point. I didn't have a job in my grandfather's past. I'm like, damn, he's he's up there. He's probably disappointed at me. But I was like, I was just getting my head. But um, I think around this time, um, I started styling. Okay. So that's like I designed and I style as well. I got styling from Nordstrom, so. Um, yeah, I started styling at this point just to get some extra income in. Um, styling here is terrible. <laughs> so another side conversation. Let's just go off topic real quick. Yeah, we can. We're in Pittsburgh, okay? Mm-hmm. And I know, like, you ever see that? I have to send it to you afterwards. But do you ever see that meme or that TikTok where, you know, it's a girl taking a sip of the drink and she's like, she's in a new city and, like, five minutes after being there, she's like, I think I want to move here. <laughs> Literally, like, I was in Cincinnati last month, like, or two months ago, and I'm like, it took me two drinks, and I was like, I want to move here. Yeah. I was in Philly, 
and mm-hmm. we, you know touching back on Philly and it was just like the black queer scene was just like mm. you know like it was just everything and it wasn't even just like because of beautiful ass black men you know but it was just that we had a space they have a space that we had a well, I should, well, we well, when I was there had a space to go to to listen to our type of music or you know listen to whatever and not dance the way we want to dance and right not be judged because we don't have that space but our problem here in Pittsburgh is a lot of those spaces are white no shade no shade but it, they're all white <laughs> and you know, and that's why I'm trying to like, because a lot of people, you know, like I'm hosting events and stuff and trying to network and build a a, a brand of my own so that I can start hosting uh, black queer events. All, And I say this because all creatives are welcome, you know, all, you know, but I really want to carve a lane, a space for creatives like. Yeah. Like I, you know, like I, I want that, you know, not only like, yes, music is a big key point of, you know, f- uh, my focus. Right. But I think of like you, like I already can think of like I'm, I'm plotting uh, an artist showcase mm-hmm. in the next couple months. I don't want it to be a winner, but I feel like it's going to happen. And I'm like, I can already see where you have your space there of. You're un- of unstable being there. I see other play, other art. You know, I want to include artists and music and DJs and stuff like that where we can network. Because I, it, I feel like it doesn't have to be segre- segregated. We deserve to have a space where we can fill ourselves. Because sometimes I go to like fifty eight hundred one, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to. It's not what I want to listen to. You know, like yeah. it's, you know, like yeah. I don't want to meet it's not even about dating it's like you know you never know who you'll meet in a space like yeah I, you know you know what i'm trying to say i feel like i'm rambling but you get it so I get it. how do you 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 being here based in pittsburgh do you eventually want to leave yeah what's on your what's on your list what's what's your top three um oh la is number one that's number okay. one for me um I can see you in la yeah, I feel like I'm an LA girl. <laughs> I, I, I could see you in LA. Yeah, um, I would love New York, but the rent is too high, and there's just not enough space. It's just congested. Like LA's congested too, but at least there's a little more space. Literally, yeah. Um, so it's LA, New York, and then, um, do I have a third? Third is out of the country, honestly. Okay. <laughs> Maybe Come on out of. London town, maybe. Okay, yeah. Okay, all right. A lot, you know. I my right now. I'm like, I want to leave a mark here because I'm from here, and the more people I keep networking with and you know connecting with, because I'm realizing I was interviewing you know people out artists in New York and L.A. and Atlanta, and I'm like in New York, and I'm like, yo, Ryan, there's a whole lane of creatives here not just artists um stylists fashion designers you are here and this is why i'm like this is one of the reasons why i'm I'm like you know what i can't i want to give you this platform to put your brand out there to talk about it and because there's always a story behind it so that's you know again i'm I'm going off topic but back on topic so we are at your grand unfortunately your grandfather passed away which i'm 
I'm so sorry because I, my grandfather, um, I am, that's my living grandfather I'm very close with. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those that keeps me, you know, he's like, you look unhappy, leave. You always got a place to come back to. And I'm like, I, because of them and then like my mother, my grandparents and my mother, I'm like, I, I don't see myself leaving, although I plan on it, but it's always that holdback. So you're at that point where you're like, okay, I don't have a job. I just lost my grandfather. What's next? Because at this point we are, this is the end of 2019, not knowing, you know, what 2020 was going to be what the next three years was going to be like. Yeah. I know because you, you, you have, I know that moment when you, you, you feel like you're taking your life back. When you left Norsons, you were probably like, this is, this is it. I'm going to create my brand, but then you have them hurdles. How was, what was that like for you and how did you overcome that? Um, the hurdles. So honestly, right after it was my grandpa, I just felt like, um, I was struggling financially mm-hmm. and um, there were like, I, I like to call it, there was like a, a series of losses that I took. Mm. Like there were friends that like, friends that were like saying stuff behind me, they were coming like, it was just all being exposed. All of it was being exposed. Um, there was a point where I was literally like, cause being at Nordstrom, you know, you have this discount, you buy a lot of stuff. There was a point where I had to sell like some of my designer stuff just to like pay my bills at a point. And um, it was just hard, it was real tough. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I feel like at this point I was out more, like I just wasn't, my head wasn't on right. I was kind of spiraling. So um, I was outside with no money, literally no money, but I was still outside. Um, at this point, we're in 2020. You're like, huh? It's like a co- like you were coping in some way, you know, like trying to heal. Yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, I didn't at this point. Like, I just started therapy, but I wasn't like emotionally intelligent like I am now. Like, I just I didn't know anything yet, and um, so I was literally just trying to cope, trying to cope. But um, at this point, I was like, okay, I'm not gonna live like this. That's one thing about me. Like, I'll start spiraling, but I'll catch myself before I get too bad. Right before you go down. Before, yeah. And um, ironically, this is when COVID started. Mm. We, me and me and Copeland went to Philly in like February 2020. And then when I come back, this is when we hear about COVID. I think the first case was in the U.S. Yeah. And then it started building all quick. And then March comes and um, everybody's gonna shut down. Shut shut down. Everybody shut down. So at this point, I think I started a job at FedEx. Um, I didn't want to go back to like working, but I needed to, like, I needed to get this money so I can afford, yes. you know, what I'm doing. And I started working at FedEx. Um, I already knew right away, like this job was not for me at all. It was very butch. <laughs> it was very butch. I had to lift up stuff. I'm like, girl, I just want to sit down. <laughs> I just want to sit down and create. I don't want to lift up boxes. And it was just too much. <laughs> it was way too much. But, I get it. I think I was there for like I started in March I stopped working there in July um, three months oh damn that's only three months four months 
Four months. Four months. But yeah. you but you had a purpose though. You know, you you know, I I I get I get what you're saying, but some you're like, listen, fuck it. I need to save up. I need you need to support your creative passion. Right. So um I left them in July. Um there that was the job itself was shit, but the people there, amazing. Amazing. I feel like Isn't that funny how that goes. This job yeah. could be ass. Like absolutely yeah. ass, but the people will make make it everything i yeah they, I were pushing, to yeah. Um, they were pushing me to start my business it was honestly like it was i was meant to be there even though i didn't like it i was meant to be there because it happened for a reason yes it's cliche but it ha- it's really that's i'm really a firm believer in like things happen for a reason they do they really do and um what was that oh um oh yes yeah, so i left in july that's when mm-hmm. I started working with my family. Um, I've been there ever since. And there was a point where, okay, I, like, I started working and it was good money. So I'm like, I'm just going to collect this check for a little bit. So I'm going to collect the check for a little bit. And then um, I think towards, at this point, I already had my mind up. Like I was settled on, on unstable because um, I had this notebook where I just wrote unstable. Like my my therapist told me to write out my my feelings, what I'm feeling. Like if I can't put it into like a paragraph, just put in words. And that word with that first word was unstable. And it stuck and out. It stuck. It stuck with me. And I was like, we're gonna we're gonna do something with this moment that we're having. We're meant to feel this moment of like being unstable. Yeah. Then so the reason is now. But um yeah, I started like working on unstable heavily in September twenty twenty. And at this point, I was making consistent money, um, so I was able to, like, afford it. Yeah. But um, in this, it was really a tough time at this point because I was actually, I had an ex at this time. And, well, he was, like, we were in a relationship at at this point. We were living together, and Mm. I was kind of, like, holding down mostly everything financially. Like, he didn't have a job, so I was doing that. I'm trying to take care of both of us. Mm. And a business. So it was a whole bunch. It was a, a lot. But um, so I'm working in September 2020 on these samples and stuff. I had no direction. I had no direction. I just know I wanted to do unstable. And yeah. Put it, put it on something just to start out with. So um, I tested like a whole different, like maybe like three designs. Okay. And I was on Alibaba. Alibaba is like a. Chinese marketplace where a lot of people get like their their manufacturing and vending and stuff from. Okay, yeah. no, would not recommend. Would not recommend. Okay, that's all you need. Yeah, it's a lot, but I wasted a lot of money. Um, you waste a lot of time and money trying to like to perfect. Yeah, and they just don't get it. They just want your money. Mm. They they know you're from America, so they're like they're gonna take your money. Just take because, your money because you got it like that. Yeah, yeah, you're coming. So um, yeah, I was working on that, and I was like, okay, we're not gonna do this. So I learned how to do it myself. I was like, f this, I'm not gonna find somebody to manufacture it for me. I'm gonna do it myself. So I say early November. At the last minute, I changed like the design out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm like, instead of doing what we were initially going to do, we're going to do rhinestones and we're going to do it ourselves. 
So this is when I taught myself how to literally apply rhinestones to the whole process. And how, um, that, how, like, wow. First of all, you do it yourself, first of all. Two, you do numerous of shirts and, you know, I've seen on your, you know, Instagram. So you did jeans and you do, you do it all. Let me just say that. Let me just not even try to pinpoint how, like when a customer places an order or something like that, how is that like, what is that time? What is that to do to rhymes? Cause I'm looking at your shirt and I'm like, I love it. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for the hoodie. Um, like, I, I'm trying to get my word to get like the. I don't. Ha, I think I don't have patience. That's my problem. So, how? Would just please, because <laughs> I don't even have the word like that's You do. You did that yourself. So yeah, I'll get into this. I do. So I basically do all the production, but now I actually have help. So you, I'm about to say, do you have a team now? Um, pretty much. Yeah. I Come on, team. Yes. So um. I'll get into that, but how okay. I started was how I started was um, I had this is a cricket no a silhouette machine it's literally a machine and I bought it randomly and very impulsive it was like four hundred dollars <laughs> and yeah. hey sometimes you gotta listen I, you don't know how many mics I didn't pay for I'm like ooh right. the things we do the things we do to invest in what we're really passionate about passionate about yeah no. I, I get it. But um, I bought the silhouette machine and how I did it, but this way, um, I paid somebody like on Etsy to create a design for me. Then they would, I would pay somebody else to make um, the mock-up. So they literally have to individually place the rhinestone like graphic so it can, so you can see the full layout of how it would be. Okay. Yeah. And then they would send it to me and then I would do that. I would put it to like program it for my silhouette machine. Like you have to do it with a laptop. You have to connect it. It's a lot. And then um, it would print it on like a paper. It was like this velour kind of like paper. I forget what it's called though, because I haven't done it in so long. But it's like this velour paper. It prints it out. Takes forever. And then what you do is you literally pour the rhinestones on it. You have to have this little rhinestone brush. And you brush it on. And then, mind you, there's probably like hundreds of holes. So you're brushing rhinestones into these holes. Okay. Doing it, sometimes it'll flip upside down. So you have to manually get tweezers and then turn every rhinestone over. It was so much work. Did you get to a point where you were like, fuck this? Very quick. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm listening to you like, I'd have been unstable and unstably stopped. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, that's why I started in 2019 and I didn't start till 2020, November 2020. So, um, yeah, so I did this. So once you have them flipped over into the, like, on the paper, they have to be face down. You have to put this uh, paper on it. It's like a sticky paper. You put it on the back of it, and then all the rhinestones are supposed to stick. Sometimes they don't stick, so it just falls. It's really repetitive. It took me hours to do, like, one hoodie. God. Yeah. Now, fast forward. How long? How how many? Like how? What's how quicker? How much quicker are you? You move with this process now? I would say um, thirty to like thirty minutes to like an hour. 
Oh shit! And how many can yeah, you knock? Yeah. One shirt a day, or like you do? You can do numerous. No, no, no. When my second release, um, I think I did. How many did I do? I wrote it down. I got fifteen, no, sixteen orders, and I knocked all of them out in one day. Come on, I, yeah, that's a talent, like. Wow, I'm sitting here like I'm truly amazed because I'm like I don't have it's first the the word that comes to mind is patience. Like I don't. Sometimes I don't even have patience to do an edit on my for my own podcast. Like I, you know, it gets you know it gets annoying sometimes. So wow, so you now you knock out you said sixteen about sixteen or you know shirts in a in a day in a day basically. Yeah. Wow. At At this point, I had to like. I am a strong believer of work smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I was to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to invest in somebody else to do this for me. So all I really have to do, like they have the pieces for me. I just have to put it together. So I have some people that work for me. They, um, I send them. So I have a graphic designer. I don't make my own graphics anymore because it was too hard. It can be. Yeah. No. Yeah. I was trying I to just, do that. Yeah. Logo wise, it's, it's a, yeah, it's very good. It's very, it's very good. <laughs> but it's very tough. And um, so now I just spend, it still takes a lot, especially like production. I have to, it's harder to tell people what you're envisioning in your mind. And that's something I've had to like learn. Like, so I have to literally tell my graphic designers what I'm thinking. And, um, Usually it takes like a week for them to like get it. They're all like they're all good designers, but they like it's just communication. It's like yeah. it's really what you're envisioning, and sometimes like people need like visual um, examples. Because your graphics, because then it's it's even harder in these times because a lot of people you have to do things virtually. You know, sometimes yeah. now everybody's getting yeah. comfortable with doing in person things, but your graphic designers out of state, right? Yes, my one one is in Italy and then one is in like Germany. Oh wow, yeah. So that ooh. right. <laughs> hey, listen, Griffin. I give you all. I like you know to be. You know, not only are you the you know because a lot of people want to create brands and then they don't want to be involved in the process. Yeah. You know, like they're just. I just want to put my. You know, but you are you get down nitty gritty and do it but now you are you have a team that is amazing congratulations too by the way that's what we're building it but we're still building learn something new i'm sure because i mean even me as a a podcaster you know not even comparing to what you do because what you do it's like, like that's amazing but like every day you learn something new and i feel like with uh and it's something i've learned in my mental health and my therapy journey is being okay with learning you know i don't i don't have to know it all at you know 32 you know learn something from a 23 like i just learned you know like just learn something you can learn so much and it doesn't matter the age and it's i feel like when people get that through their minds i think we can try to move forward to making this world a better place it's still a lot of steps to go (laughs) but i you know being helpful to each other, being mindful. That's, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. So Griffin, this for you. And then, and, and it add in addition, like to have, you know, for so 
the timing, like, even though COVID years, that sounds like a long time. Cause it's like, sometimes we're like, what the fuck, where did this year, where did these years go? But yeah. that's such a short amount of time for, you know, looking back to where you are now, like, I, I like, please, you just, I don't know if anybody has ever said that, but that is major. This is, that is major to you. You should be very proud of how far you've came and how far you're going and where you are going. Cause you're 24. It's just beginning. Like, you know, I, it's, you have the world ahead of you. Like, yeah, never forget that. I'm, I'm glad I'm you are here to tell this story because not only are you inspiring me, but you are going to inspire so many others. And that's why I wanted you to have this moment on Ryan Out Loud because, you know, I was like, I was standing there. I'm like, I'm not, I, as artists talk, I'm not cutting him off. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, all right. I'm like, okay, Ryan, we gotta, we do have, we have to move along. So that's why I wanted you to have this platform. And moving on to like, so I'm, I'm gonna tie it up real quick. With Artist Talk, what were your initial thoughts after Artist Talk 3? How did you, because I know for me, I felt inspired again. Like it inspired, like having conversations with you and Jesse and Super NXC and um, Emma and all, everybody that was a part of Artist Talk. Like you guys inspired me. All of you inspire me in different ways. I'm like, there's so much talent. There's so much uh, creativity and everybody that like, that's why I want to give you this exposure. Everybody needs to know about you guys. Like, how was that initial thought? Like when you, cause I know when I went home that night, we went out to eat and we saw the little, you know, we saw the little blurb on the news and I was like, this was fucking major. I didn't realize it. It didn't hit me until like that night when I was like literally going to bed, I was like, Ryan, you were a part of something so major. And from it was one of my first major events that I've ever hosted. So that's why you guys, you and Super and all of them, like you guys are special to me. So that's, you know, anytime I have something in the future, just, you know, I'm putting it out there to know I will always include you in some way or some form, you know, no, I will yeah. reach out, just putting that out there. How did you feel? Um, I felt two ways. I'm going to be very honest. I felt um, right when I got done, I was like, I went up to my like group of people, like my supporters that were there. I'm like, yeah. did I do good? Like I started self-doubting myself just because um, we tend to be like our worst critic. <laughs> yeah. We tend to be our worst critic and I'm definitely mine. And I initially went into like, what did I do wrong? But then my friends were talking to me. I'm like, bitch, you gotta, you gotta soak in this moment. Like you just expressed how you felt, what you've been through, your story, yeah. all that. And I, in and front it's very, it is, that's why I wanted to have that icebreaker, right? Yeah. Cause I knew something in me knew that with, you know, dealing with different people that is going to get personal, especially talking about yeah. mental health. And it's a vulnerable state, a vulnerable moment to sit there and talk about your mental health. So I, I could only imagine how that would feel. So 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Don't self doubt. You did amazing. Like I, I didn't. I told you. I didn't even want to cut you off. I'm like, let's just. This is the. This is Griffin talk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, literally, I it went for like 30 minutes. For that's real. Like, like I, I could talk, and that's why I was like, you know what? That's you really sparked my thought. Like, you know what? Everybody's gonna have an episode to talk. I don't care if it's an hour. I think they gave me a limit here, two hours. But you know, I you know, I just want you to have this platform and I'm grateful that you took the time out of your busy day because creating you know, people think because you work for yourself or you have a you know, you have a you they think you got it like, you know, the, the freedom is there, the free time is there, but it's a constant go because you're always like creating, you're in meetings, you're you know, you gotta meet with your team this week, that day. You know, it's always something next, yeah. something coming. So my next, I have one more question. This is my next to last question. What is next for you, Griffin, in the, you as a uh, creative and then unstable as the, as the brand, what is your vision? What is next? Um, so, um, I am tapping back. I'm leaving my survival mode and that's what, that's another thing. Like I realized after artist talk was that my brand was started because of what I've been through, like my life. Is mm -hmm. there some deepness to it? Yeah. And so right after I had that moment, I'm like, okay, we're returning back to this deep, like this very deep thought, this deep, um, just like there's a lesson with the brand, there's like depth in the brand, so show it. Like just don't release clothes, take pictures in it, and then we're done. No, this is a movement. It's not just the clothing brand, it's the movement. So right after that, I've definitely been working on like getting that back out. But um, for me personally, um, oof, what is new? What's next for me? I've taken, you know, I've taken some time to not like release anything. I just wanted to get back into my creativity and my emotions, my depthness, just get back to me before being a business owner because being a business owner, you can get lost in the business. Yeah. But you're selling your creativity. So you have to stay, you know, focused on that creativity. So currently that's going on, but I am working on paintings, um, a promo video. The art behind you, you did that yourself? Yes, all three of these, yeah. Wow. There's some around my room, yeah. My room's a little messy. <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm actually working on my next unstable one because this is like my first one that I ever did. Okay, wow. This, I was actually I was supposed to bring it to Artist Talk, but I, when it comes to art, I don't like to rush. Like I really just like to take my time with it. I, you know, and I say this a lot on a lot of episodes, especially when I have musical artists. But this 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 goes for um, any creative. Uh, you have to be mindful about when you know, like I I can I find myself harassing my artist friends or my favorite singers or like, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a new Jojo album. But yeah. then you got to think about it. Like, you know, sis, you, you got to think of what an artist, like they inspire. So millions of people, their songs or p artists, their art gets us through something, yeah. but you got to be mindful of what they are going through to, pour that emotion out that it's an it's a vulnerable state so i i get it in all realms you know forms of art and being a creative i absolutely get that so tying in 
that my last question to you, Griffin, right? Did you finish saying what's next? Did I just cut you off? Because I'm good for that. I might, hold on. Focus on yourself. I think I got some things, yes. So I'm focused on myself. um, My personal brand and, like, my actual brand, too. Um, I'm getting into, like, more modeling and stuff. As you should. Yeah, thank you. But I've just been, like, I don't know. I've been, like, I've always been scared to model, but I've had some, like, modeling gigs over, like, the few months, so... I'm tapping into that. Um, I had to pull, like, I had to remember, like, I am unstable, but I'm also Griffin, too. So I have to have Mm -hmm. a life outside of my business. So I'm doing a lot of personal stuff, um, styling, um, even some more hobbies, like pole dancing, stuff like that. Just stuff that, like... A little twirl on it. <laughs> I was on this, I'm, the theme song to P Valley's in my mind. Make uh, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a that you gotta somehow, some way, you have to find time to fuel your passions, that inspiration. You have to find that inspiration. You know, you can't just keep creating and keep doing because i tell myself that too with my podcast like i can't just keep dropping episodes because then i was going to be they're going it's going to be pointless i want to have a time sometimes i you know people are like oh you got to stay consistent you got to do this but it's you know you gotta you gotta find some time for yourself and yeah. to come back to have a story to tell so when you come back you're always going to come back harder so i love I say that. that i always <laughs> say that be consistent with quality not quantity. Mm. That's what I always say, and that's what I'm living by. Because this, the new stuff for Unstable, like I had to really take a step back, restructure behind the scenes, so what I'm putting out can be top notch. And all I'm gonna say is, we got promo videos, we got merch. This is my last. This is my last drop of merch. I'm okay. not dropping anything. Everything else will be like more pieces. Like just, it won't have like it won't be heavily branded. It'll just be. Art. Okay, so that that was my next. So, like, can we expect a pop up shop, a, a whole unstable fashion show? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. I can spill a little tea on here. I can spill a little okay. tea. So, um, there's definitely gonna be some pop up shops. Um, I've gotten offers for a few different like areas. I won't say the names yet, but we've been to. I mentioned it earlier in this podcast, but somebody, they want me to be a part of their marketplace, basically. And okay. when I repeat, it's like on Saturdays. So I actually have a pop-up shop that Saturday, but all my stuff will come out. And this will be the first time that people are like actually able to buy my stuff in person, try it on, see the vibes in person, because I was only like an online e-commerce, but now... Yeah. You'll get the full experience. Oh my god, that's ex- I need to know. I gotta. I'll keep me posted, please. I will. And then, um, since this is going to be my last merch um, collection next year, I'm in the process of planning this right now. Next for spring, I'm going to have my first show. My first fashion show and Griffin, that's a whole museum. Yes, thank you. I'll be there. Look, I'm inviting myself. Okay. You already know you're coming. <laughs> you already know you're coming. I'll be it's there. Gonna, it's gonna be everything. My 
I had to go back, like after artist talk, I had to really go back in my notes because I had notes of just like, of just concepts, concepts over the years, even before I came up with the name Unstable. But this is going to be a real special collection. It's going to be beautiful. Oh, I'm excited. That's exciting. Congratulations in advance. And I I will definitely be checking in to see how that's that's coming. Wow. We have to do something like, you know, live. I don't, you know, like I, now my brain, you got my brain. I would love for you to host. Oh, oh shit. Bring you bring the energy and that's what I need. Oh, thank you. Okay. Come, listen, we will, we'll, we will, we'll talk. We will talk. Cause I also want you to be a part of my, um, showcase. I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's going to be something where I think you, I want you involved in and I'm figuring it out. I'm going to meet with somebody and then we'll be in touch. Griffin, my last question to you, because like I said, we can talk, you know, we already, we're, we're an hour in. This is a long episode, but it's okay. That's what I wanted you to have this moment. We got substance in here. It's good. You know, it's good. They don't want to miss this. They got to listen to the whole thing. Come, Take a break. Go get some water. Go get your lunch or your breakfast, whatever you know. You listen to this. Um, I always end Ryan out loud with this question. What advice would you give to your younger self? Like you're, you're young, right? You're to me. I know like you're young. But you have you've lived and you've been through some hurdles and you are a living proof of your living testimony. You are living your dream and continuing to live your dream. What, what, what advice would you give to young Griffin? Um, I would say to myself, you're going to go through life mm-hmm. and sometimes you're going to feel like too much or too little. But just remain yourself. Never be too, you're never too much. You're never too much. Don't dim your life for anybody else. Come just on. be yourself. Be what you're, be who you are because that's what you're supposed to be. That's wow. what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be yourself. So just be yourself and apply pressure. Apply the pressure, period. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard the unstable journey from the griffin wilson griffin i love you thank you for taking the time to tell your story i know that i know that can be easy and i just my my encouraging my words to you just to keep pushing keep thriving and keep spreading that word and just your talent you're so beautiful and you have such a beautiful brand i i support i fully support any way any aspect i can help let me know. I don't have the biggest following or whatever, but as my things continue to evolve and grow with Ryan Out Loud, know you, this platform is always available for you, to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me be a part of this, honestly. No, thank you. It means a lot. No, you, you, this means a lot. I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, Griffin, tell them where they can find you on social media. You can find my business page at Shop Unstable, and we also have a website that is shopunstable.com, and you can find my personal Instagram at the Unstable Hottie. There. I will post everything in the in uh, the description and go from there. Ladies and gentlemen, again, this has been another, it's a long episode of Ryan Out Loud, but it's something, it's an episode you don't want to miss. Trust me. Thank you. And remember, black lives matter, black queer lives matter and black trans lives matter. That will never change. Y'all be safe in these streets. Protect your energy, protect your magic and stay black and queer.